of Cincinnati, welcome to the jungle! going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the ice man jeff trenopole as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of jackpot joey burrow and the afc north champion cincinnati bengals also the cincinnati reds and bearcats but we're mostly proud about the Bengals right now. Anyway, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,535 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. So if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, what are you waiting on? Hit Go to YouTube channel. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Help me get to 2,000 subscribers. Hopefully as fast as I can. Hopefully before the next football season rolls around. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing Super Chats. So if you like to make sure your comment gets read, or if you have a question for Drew Garrison, who's from Cincy Jungle, uh, make sure you give me a Super Chat. Also, if you just want to support what I'm doing, give me a Super Chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and uh, your rental needs. All right, guys. What's up to everybody in the chat? Greg, Crown, uh, One Nation on the ground. Foxy's in there. Who else is up there? Bengal Brown's in there. What's up to all you guys? How you doing? Welcome to the show. Like I said, we got a guy I've been trying to get on for probably about a year. He's on, on the show about a year ago. And last time he was on the show, he worked. Or wrote, I should say, for last word on the NFL. Now he's made it to the big leagues. He's up at, at, with uh, the guys from uh, Cincy Jungle. And, you know, I, those are some of my favorite people to have on the show. So I got another one. He's Drew Garrison. 
What's up, Drew? How's it going, man? Good, man. I see it's an old graphic. It said last word. I got to fix it. Next time you come on, I'll put Cincy Jungle on there. I didn't. Like I, said, I, I should have told you. That's my bad. I forgot you switched and and, and made it to, to big time. Now you're on, on Cincy Jungle. So how how's everything going fun, over man. there at, at Cincy Jungle? Anyway, you guys uh you guys busy busting out articles and stuff right now. All the time, man. It's been a blast to be with those guys. I I, I started with them and I think it was late August, so right before the season started uh, last year, and it was awesome to you know be able to cover the team uh, through that magical season with them. I've been reading that site for 10 years or so. So it was cool to be able to connect with them and uh, kind of, you know, be able to, to come on with them. So, yeah, man, we're, we're trying to stay on top of all the latest happenings, the rumors, the moves, everything. So uh, I feel like uh, the team there does a really good job, man. Everybody's always locked in. Exactly. Now we, uh, they did have some NFL news today of, of the, the new overtime rules, I guess, which is basically, it sounds like it's, it's the, it's not changing from what I read, unless it goes into the playoffs, have you have you read read about the, what 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 they're actually changing as far as the uh, overtime rules go? Yeah, so the regular season is going to stay exactly the same. Uh, overtime rules will stay just like we've seen them. Um, you know, touchdown wins a game, um, field goal, you get the ball back. But going into the postseason, I think this was from the Colts and the Eagles. I think that right. was their proposed rule change. Now both teams are going to get a chance to possess the ball in overtime, regardless of a touchdown or not. Um, so. Example, um, Bengals in the uh, AFC Championship game go to overtime against the Chiefs, um, pick the ball off, go down, kick a field goal, they win the game. That would stay the same. Um, Had Kansas City gone and scored a touchdown last year, that game would have been over. Um, But now the Bengals or, you know, whatever team you're you're thinking of is going to get a chance to possess the ball, go try to score a touchdown. And my understanding is if Team A gets the ball, scores a touchdown, converts the extra point, goes up seven, team B gets the ball, goes downfield, scores a touchdown, converts the extra point, it ties it back up, then it's sudden death. So right, if yeah. team, team A gets the ball back and then goes and kicks a field goal, game over. So I, I, I'm not I, really sure how I feel about it, I, to be honest I, it with you. It sounds pretty just overcomplicated. I mean, I, I hate that I'm agreeing with this guy, but Mike, uh, Mike Tomlinson said he's just – he goes, I like sudden death, where I'm, I'm kind of like – what happened to the team? I understand all you got to do is kick a field goal. I, you know, I get it, but we're, we're all about player safety, right? You know, and, and right. prolonging games is not good, especially since they added a, another week already. This is not good as far as, as injuries goes. And to me, I'm like, play some damn defense. Like, look at the Bengals, what they did in the playoffs. They made a play, you know, go, go make yeah. a play. You pick the ball off, go down, kick a field goal, win the game. I mean, that to me, I don't know. I, I don't know why. They can't do that, you know. And if you have sudden death, you're most likely not going to have a, a, a game end in a tie. And I hate that more than anything. I hate ties. I don't want a freaking tie. I want somebody to win or lose. One of the two. Yeah, I, I hate ties. This this comes from that Buffalo Kansas City game in the playoffs. Yeah, is, is what like it comes Terry from. Saying here. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Terry hit the nail on the head. It, it came from that. Um, and I I personally like the ability to match or beat a field goal. I didn't like watching games end on field goals on you know the first possession of overtime. I personally like the fact that the other team could get the ball back to match that field goal or or score a touchdown to win. I I don't think that I like the the rule change. The one that I wanted to see, okay, both te- it was both teams get possession, but if the first team to get the ball in overtime goes down, scores a touchdown, and converts a two point conversion, game's dead. I like that. Yeah, I think that that's one- a, a yeah, I agree, that adds man. a different degree of difficulty, and I feel like you earned it there. Yes, um, but I, 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 out of the ones they proposed, I like that one. It's it's less complicated. You go down, you you get a touchdown, go get go get a two point conversion, game's over. Again, to me, that's that you have to be able to play deep because they, they want to act like defense is not a part of the of of football. I guess when it comes all to the end in the game, you know, they both had to possess it, possess the ball. Like okay. We'll stop them, <laughs> you know. And if you do, like you said, the touchdown, and then you have to go for a two-point conversion, and you still don't stop them. Okay, game over. You had two chances to stop them, but then if you don't, then they can go kick a field goal or uh, get a touchdown to tie up. And I think they can kick a field goal, right? To win it, is that the way that would go, or they have to go for a two-point conversion as well? If they didn't get the two-point conversion, I my understanding is that the other team would then be able to score a touchdown, kick for one, and win, and just right. win by one. Yeah. Um, because they, they failed to get their um their um 
conversion. Now, the Bengals voted no on the new right. overtime rule, and that makes sense because look at the overtime games the Bengals won. They right. didn't start out with possession. And, and like you said, there is an element of, okay, just play some defense because I think we all know as Bengals fans, the defense is the reason that we made the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they came up with, you know, clutch plays, the pick against Tennessee, got the ball back in Burrow's hands. Um, obviously the, uh, the pick by Von Bell in the AFC championship against Kansas city. So, I mean, there's definitely a case to be made for that. I would have rather than doing it the way they did, I probably would have left it the same. Um, yeah. cause I, I don't think it really provides anything super different because like looking at that Kansas city Buffalo game. Okay. Kansas city got the ball. They scored game over. Right. Buffalo, the way that game went, Buffalo would have got the ball back, scored, and then it would have been sudden death with a field goal anyway. So I feel like when you're making a rule for these high-powered offenses that nobody can stop, and that's that's awesome because the game's geared toward the offense, but I just personally would have left it alone because I feel like you're just adding an extra possession in, in most of those circumstances anyway. Now the defense can make a play you know, from, from the team that gets the ball second, and then they seal it. So, I mean – I guess there's no really right or wrong answer. I'm still kind of digesting it to figure out how I feel about it. Right, exactly. Now, another thing came out from uh, the owners' meetings here. So let's get the one uh, nation underground. He said, how about the NFL requiring teams to hire women for prominent offensive coaching jobs? So I guess he's asking what we think about that. I mean, I, I think it's it's fine. It's it's a lot like the Rooney rule where they're forcing you to to make these changes and forcing you to to take a look at women who want to get into to coaching. You know, I, I don't. I hate it that we have to make them do this. <laughs> you know, it, 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 you know, if they're good, if you're good at your job, you're good at your job. You know, it shouldn't matter what color, race, or whatever you are. But I, I'm okay with it. It, it shouldn't matter. Um, I, I don't th- whether you're you're qualified for the job or you're not. Um, right. I understand that there are, um, you know, there's disparities that they're trying to address and all of that. When it comes to to getting women into the NFL, um, I, I, I have the same view of that. If they're qualified to be in the position, let's put them in the position. What I'm curious about is why the NFL instituted the rule specifically for offensive assistance, because the rule states that I believe it has to be a woman or a person of color on an, on the offensive side of the ball. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe I haven't read enough up on it enough, but I don't know why that they specifically put that to the offensive side of the ball. Is that because they don't see enough progression from offensive coaches from different backgrounds or, or, or I'm guessing that's probably the reason. Uh, Terry has Terry here says the rule was women or minority minority coaches, not just women. Okay. So it's kind of right. Like yeah. Yeah. I, 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 first I've heard you when you said about the offensive side, I, I hadn't heard that part. So that's, that's new on me. And like I said, they're, they're trying to do, trying to change things, trying to make it as fair as, as they can to get, to get everybody who's qualified to be, you know, a coach or get the job that they, they deserve. Like I said, why they made it only offense. I have no idea that, that that's a little peculiar to me. I'm thinking I'm thinking it's because the the progression for for minority coaches on the offensive side of the ball isn't quite as quick as the defensive side of the ball. That would be my guess. But like I said, I haven't done a ton of research um, or or read in great detail what it was. I've just kind of seen what's floated around Twitter throughout the day. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's get the Greg's here. Greg Luther's Luther's uh, uh, question here said, Drew, if the Bengals go uh, cornerback in the draft. What corner would you take that could be there for them at 31? I actually wrote up an article for Cincy Jungle today on that. Uh, it's probably going to come out soon. There's a couple mock drafts that had the Bengals uh, addressing the cornerback position. I think that that is where they go. Um, I, I, I don't think Linderbaum's going to be there um, at 31. I think somebody's going to kind of snatch him up before there because I know that's a guy that a lot of people want is maybe move Ted Karras to guard, put Linderbaum at center. I think he's going to be gone. Um, Kair Elam. From Florida is the one that I think that I would like the best. He I, um, he is so there, there's people he's he, you're either you're you either like Elam or you don't. I've had guys on here who say he's 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 not that good at all. Then other guys like yeah I would draft him at 31. He is the most talked. I don't want to say talked about, but just different views on him from just, just different guys I've had on the show. You know some extreme extreme people. Like I said some people say they like him. Some people say they don't. But you're one that likes him. I like the size. Mm-hmm. And the length that he provides, um, I, I think that when you look at Awuzie, he's not overly tall. Awuzie is great. Mike Hilton, right. one of the best slots in the game. I love him. Yep. But they they do need another perimeter corner. Um, the Trey Wayne's experiment obviously is over. Didn't work mm-hmm. out. 
I've told people don't bash Trey Waynes. The guy did not want to be hurt. He wanted to play football, but regardless, it's over with. Right. Um, Eli Apple's not the no, long-term Eli, guy. I, I've I also Eli defended Eli Apple. I've also defended him. He wasn't great last year, but he wasn't terrible either. Um, Me too. I'll, I'll so looking at the team, there's not a ton of holes on the team. The offensive line was addressed in free agency. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit. Um, the linebacker room is in the best shape that I've probably seen the Bengals linebacker room in in probably 20 years. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've been striking out on linebackers left and right until now. Um, the defensive line is is pretty solid. I think another three technique is something that they'll address. Right. Um, but, you know, the skill positions on offense, obviously we could talk about those all day. So there's not a major hole. The biggest hole that I think I can see right now from a starting defense standpoint is probably probably the other perimeter corner. Alec or not Alexander, uh, Kair Elam reminds me of Drake Kirkpatrick. And I know a lot of people have mixed feelings on Drake Kirkpatrick. I personally, I personally was always a, a pretty big fan of Kirkpatrick after his first couple of years when he settled in, but he reminds me of Kirkpatrick just a little bit more explosive. He's a little bit quicker. He's a little bit more athletic. And I think that if he's there at 31, I, I I'm happy with the pick personally. Yeah. I mean, I, I like you said, there's not a whole lot of holes, but the two things that I think they do need to address is cornerback, and we do need to get a three tech either either in the, in the draft or sign somebody you know of free agency one year prove a deal or something. That's where right. I think they need to do. And I really I'm with you. I think they're going to go if the if my thing is if they keep 31, I could completely see them trading out of it because especially if one of these three quarterbacks are still there, I can see somebody who needs a quarterback maybe jumping back up in there and taking one of them at 31, and the Bengals jumping back to uh, the second round with, with more. I don't want to do that though. Really? Looking at the way that this team is constructed and how things are getting ready to unfold, because after next season, contract extension talks for Burrow and Higgins are going to start. Right. And then the year after that, Chase is going to start. If you like a guy, I say you stay, unless you're getting a very, very good return. I want to stay in the first round just for the fifth year option strictly. Because if he turns out, let's say it's Elam, and he turns out to be you know a, a solid, good cornerback in the league that you want to keep on your team, you've got that extra year before you have to worry about negotiating his contract. Because Jackpot Joey is, as you've called him, and you've you've created the nickname. I saw you at a tailgate. I didn't get a chance to stop. You had like a giant flag and everything in Longwood. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the um, one behind me. <laughs> That's the one I wear. <laughs> he is going to. He's going to set the market. Deshaun oh, yeah. Watson just set the market. When Burrow's time's up, the cap's going to be even higher. He's going to set the market. So mm-hmm. when I'm looking at this team and, and the, the core that they have, I look at those Super Bowl windows as very, very small. That's why before the Super Bowl, I was on, on Twitter saying everybody that says, well, at least we made it here needs to stop because these windows are small. Mm-hmm. Get the fifth-year option because if the guy pans out the way that you think he will for taking him in the first round, you might need it. Now, see, you and me are, are thinking along the same lines, but my, my thinking is a little different. I, I agree with you about the fifth year. I, I do agree that's important. My thing is, especially like you just said, Jackpot Joey Burrow is coming up, T. Higgins and Jar- Jamar Chase are all coming up here in the next two years, and we want to keep all three of them. That's where I'm like, I want more picks to get more guys to have more depth because just say Jesse Bates, it, it, they might not sign him. I mean, it's not looking good right now. You need. I caught his agent's attention, though. Oh yeah! Not to cut you off, I caught his agent's attention. I'm working on it. <laughs> oh, interesting. Because I, I personally, I think his agent is screwing him. In my, my personal opinion, because because Jesse Bates can can, can they can tag him for the next two years? Well, Jay, all all the leverage in the world, the Bengals have it. Jesse doesn't have any. Jesse Bates' agent is also Deshaun Watson's agent, right? David Mogetta. I think he's trying to get him up to be the highest paid safety, and I'm like, he's not going to get that for the Bengals. He's been bragging about all the money he got to Sean Watson. The way I didn't really catch his attention. He liked a reply to his tweet. He said something about the Will Smith situation. And I replied, can you please just get the Jesse Bates deal done? Um, (laughs) I'm doing my best. Yeah. Um, So I'm with you there. I think depth is definitely going to be something that you have to, you're going to have to address more in the draft and you're going to have to hit on the draft because those guys are cheaper and you're going to need them to contribute because when guys need paid guys leave. Right. I guess my point to this is we have so many guys on the defense side of the ball that were all free agents, you know, so their contracts are going to be coming up here in the next two or three years. And they're most likely if they keep playing like that, they're going to get raises and the Bengals are not going to be able to afford them all. That's why I'm like, we need to get 
more depth, more more volume, more people behind there that can you know replace these guys when they move on. Because like you said, we're gonna have to pay Chase and Higgins and Burrow. And once you start paying these guys, just like uh, happened with Seattle, just like happened with um, uh, 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 Kansas City, all these teams who had to trade trade their pieces away because they spent so much money on the quarterback, they didn't have anybody to replace them. That's where right. I, you know, we're kind of we're. We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> We're just, it's just, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with the fifth year. I, I agree with them. But if you could drop back at, to the second round and you get, say, get two, two seconds, two, two second round picks and a third and maybe a fourth for it, dude, that, to me, that, that's uh, uh, too hard to pass up. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, if, if they get that kind of return because somebody's desperate to get up to get a quarterback that slides, I think you definitely take it. Um, yeah. I just think unless it's a unless it's an offer like that, that's, you know, too good to refuse or, or yeah. whatever the case is. I, I personally like sticking with the fifth year. But yeah. if you can drop if you can gain those second round picks, I'm OK as long as one of them turns into Trey McBride. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not I'm not dropping back for, you know, just a second and a third. It's got to be at least three picks at least. Right. To, to, to give that up because like I said and and um somebody in the chat here asked if uh sauce gardner would would drop the 31 there's absolutely no way sauce no. gardner i've said no that we're not get 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 sauce gardner out, out of your mind get get stingley out of your mind we're not those two would not be there at 31 the Bengals will have to trade up to get them and the Bengals are not going to trade up to get no. the fight what what some draft experts are saying like they're not going to trade up because of what we were just talked about they have these other guys that they're going to have to replace because they're going to have to pay Joe Burrow and and mix or uh, Joe Burrow and Higgins and, and Chase. So they're not people. Yeah, people are just assuming that Joe Burrow is going to take a discount. They're just assuming that. I don't know. I don't know they're the not, guy. I have no idea. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if he did. You know, seeing right. the kind of guys, I could see him doing it. But there's a very very good chance that Joe Burrow looks him in the eyes when it's contract time and says, "Make me the highest paid quarterback in the league," because that's how it goes. So if he takes a hometown discount to help keep pieces around him, whatever, that's all well and good. That'd be great. But I don't think we should operate under the assumption that he's just going to. No, and, and I don't think the Bengals are either. And I, I think that's, yeah. that's the way they've been structuring all their contracts for the last couple of years, I think is extremely smart. You know, yes, they, they've done a great job. Yeah. And the thing is, it's, and I hate saying this because I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm calling them cheap, but they're not cheap. They've paid like the offensive line. The three guys that they that they they paid is equivalent to what Armstead is making. And we have three it's, guys. It's, it's less. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's less, less by a considerable amount. I think Armstead's got forty five million guaranteed, and among Karras, Kappa, and Collins, the Bengals have twenty one million guaranteed combined. Well, they and and that's the second time they did that. Last year we let, we let uh, Willie J three leave, and we signed uh, Hilton and and uh, 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 Cheetah Bay for for the same amount for of less. Money. Yeah, for less, so, and they're I mean, better. <laughs> right. So this is where I'm like, the Bengals have done a, an outstanding job of doing this. And it's also to, to, to prepare for the future. And I've had people on the comments here, not, not right now, but people are like, Oh, we don't need to worry about the future. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> you need to always worry about that. Especially if you want to win multiple Super Bowls, and you want to have a run like new England had. If you, if you want to do something like that, that's what new England did. They, they never paid anybody except, you know, Brady took less, but I mean, they always had people to replace the people they left. And it didn't matter because Tom Brady was born in a manger. He's a different animal. You know what I mean? Like he's a completely, you cannot compare any other quarterback that's ever played football to Tom Brady. And that's why everybody's like, well, Burrow could get back. Brady got back eight times or whatever. I'm like, man, it's, it's completely different. different. That's a different that breed we're talking about. Yeah. It, it is not that easy. I mean, it, cause, uh, uh, who's the uh, coach for Arizona? Um, Kingsbury. Yeah. Kingsbury. I guess Kingsbury was a backup quarterback for New England at one time or whatever. Well, they were at a wedding or something. And that weekend, while everybody else was drinking and partying before Tom joined them, he was out in the middle of the field or whatever, the hotel where they're at doing his calisthenics and his stretches and all this stuff. He does it every freaking day to get ready to play. That's that's just a different breed of dude right there. To, to, oh, yeah, his – his yeah. whole TB12 thing's built on pliability. I don't even know. I'm. I know I'm not very pliable. I don't even really know what the <laughs> I, word is. I'm not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I am not at all. Um, but yeah, that that's that's where we always say that uh, Tom Brady's a different breed. But Joe Burrow's a, a different breed too, and he's built he's built different. And who knows? I mean, Joe Burrow's only is going into his third year. I have no idea what uh, he's going to do. We don't know if he's going to take less money. We hope he does. We don't know if he's going to, you know, go the TB12 route and do all this stuff to, to try to keep him 
uh, self healthy for longevity. But the Bengals have to, as a team, go. They have to to think about the future. And these contracts of T. Higgins and Chase and Burrow are coming up. <clears throat> and the thing is, uh, I found this out yesterday. T. Higgins has the same agent as Jesse Bates. Yeah, so, yeah, they all. Yeah, yeah, they they both have the same guy. And and I think that's what. The Bengals did a very good job in free agency addressing the line with the contracts that they did. And, you know, Armstead, his market's different because he's a left tackle. Left tackles get paid different. Even though two is left-handed, I, we, uh, my buddy's a big Browns fan. We do a podcast called uh, the Battle of Ohio podcast where we kind of go back and forth about the Bengals and the Browns at Battle of Ohio pod. I'm going to plug it real quick. Uh, go for it, um, but we were talking the other day, and he was like, you know, Miami loaded up with that left tackle. I think it's a prove it year for Tua. So is he going to be, or is it going to be a right-handed quarterback in the future? But not to get off on a tangent. Well, wait, good. I I I got some thoughts about Miami too. But go ahead, finish your thought, your thought first. Well, I, I, what I was going to tie that into was the way that the Bengals did structure their offensive line. Yeah, Collins was a lot cheaper because he's he's a right tackle. Mm-hmm. But the way that they've structured these, you can call them cheap if you want. I mean, I think it's smart, and they got the players. I, if if they're quote unquote cheap, but they get the players, I don't care. Good for them. Right. It's better for right. the team. Well, and Collins but, is basically, and I've said this before, basically a two year contract. I mean, it's it's structured yeah. at three, and I know that's where people get get confused on it. It's structured as a three year contract. Yes, it is. But the third year, the Bengals can get out of it. Is is where is where it is. If it doesn't work, they can get out. So it's basically a two year contract with a third year option. Yeah, and people have to operate. I was kind of prefacing this before free agency started the way guaranteed money in the NFL works. And I didn't know this. I learned this on a Twitter space with uh, Zim. I don't know if you've ever had Zim on. Oh, here, yeah. dude. Great oh, yeah. follow. Great yeah, follow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know this. Cause I'm saying, okay, the Bengals can just guarantee money or signing bonuses and all that stuff. But Deshaun Watson in April, Cleveland has to move $184 million into an escrow account. Guaranteed money or guaranteed money and signing bonuses when the contract is agreed to, there's a certain date where that money has to be moved to escrow. Mm-hmm. So Kansas City, Jacksonville, um, Carolina, these teams with billionaire owners, Cleveland, uh, Jimmy Haslam, Pilot Flying J, these guys are independently wealthy. They have billions of dollars sitting around anyway. The Bengals don't have that. Mike Brown's only income is the Cincinnati Bengals. He's not one of these owners that bought a team because – rich people like to say they own NFL teams. You know what I mean? So I think this, that this is their family they, business. <laughs> Literally, yeah. It's their family so, business. So when you talk about, you know, being cheap, I don't think it's necessarily not having the desire to guarantee the money or spend the money, but they just don't have it. Like some other guys have it. Right. No, exactly. it's cash flow. It's not, it's not, it's not a salary cap. It's not any, it, it's cash flow. It's like the NBA. Some teams can afford to pay the luxury tax. Some teams can't. The Lakers can pay the luxury tax. The Timberwolves can't. Right. The 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 luxury tax, quote unquote, in the NFL is guaranteed money and owner right. cash flow. Yeah, that, that's where and that and we roll back roll back to the Jesse Bates uh, conversation. That's where I think that his agent is screwing him because the Bengals are not going to guarantee money to to Jesse Bates. They're not going to, I, and they're not going to make him the highest paid safety. I, I mean, he's even came out. He said it on the NFL network that he does not need to be the highest paid safety. But right. I, I personally think that they're going to pay him right around where he's getting paid now with, with a franchise tag. It's going to be somewhere around there, which is great money. That's still good money. It's not, it's not bad, and, but that's where I think this agent has gotten all high and mighty. And I got Deshaun Watson, this money, I got Jamal Adams, this money, yada, yada, which, if I'm the agent, yeah, I'm I'm doing it too because you want to get more people to, to come sign with you. So I, I totally understand. Yeah. But this is where I'm kind of like, Jesse, dude, you, you're the Bengals can literally, they can tag you for two years and you cannot do a thing about it. You know, it, that's where I'm kind of like, and you have to play to get the money you're talking. You have to ball out for two years and be injury free for two years playing football at safety. So it's that's where I'm like, I wish he would kind of, I don't want to say wisen up. I'm not saying that, but just, you know, take charge of it a little more. It seems like he's, he's to me, he's leaving too much of it to his agent, and his agent is more worried about trying to get him as much money as he can, but he might be screwing him in, at, in the end, I think. I'm not confident that Bates plays on the tag. I think he might sit out. Look what happened to Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas in Seattle 
did not want to be tagged. Players don't like being tagged. A lot of people say, well, it's you know $18 million. Yeah, but they want the long-term security. Earl right. Thomas played on the tag, broke his leg, flipped his coach and team off as they carted him off the field, yeah. and then was gone. I'm start, I'm seriously wondering if he's going to play, and that's not from any information no, no. that I know or anything. It's just a, a thought in my head is how likely is he to play on the franchise tag? Well, the other, I can flip it around the other other uh, direction. Um, and I, his name is blanket. I mean, the the running back for the Steelers, uh, who Le'Veon who, Bell. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. I, I don't know. I get old. I forget people's names. Anyway, he sat out a whole year, you know, because yeah. he didn't want to play in a franchise tag. And what's he done? <laughs> he yeah, he got big money from the Jets, but he didn't get all of it because he sucked. He so, got man. less. His contract was written for less money from the Jets than the one Pittsburgh offered him anyway. Right. So that's he where played like, it. So it, it doesn't. That's where I'm like. Yeah, you can sit out, but I, I, that doesn't work either because football it can hurt you. It can hurt fo- football. You gotta play football. You, you you can't take years and time time off. It doesn't work. I mean, for some people it does, but for a, a position like like safety and Jesse Bates and uh, I don't think you can take a year off and and, and go and, and plug and play and you know get your money because people aren't going to pay you because you had you 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 were a disgruntled employee. You know you didn't you didn't play. So that's where I'm like well, I don't think that works for them either. He earned his money back in the playoffs. He didn't have a oh, great absolutely. regular season. I, I am not. I am. I look. I I think Jesse Bates and I think NFL football players should get as much money as they can. I, I do. I just don't think Jesse Bates is going to get it <laughs> as much as he right. his agent thinks he's going to. And I, I don't think he's going to get it from elsewhere either. Because let's be honest. Yes, he balled out in in, in playoffs. Playoffs. He he was great. He was like the old Jesse Bates during the season. He he wasn't. Now is he in that contract? He had a lot to do with it. He's going to do that again this year. I'm like. Well, what I'm what I'm saying, my point on that is, if he doesn't have the playoff run that he had, first and foremost, the Bengals don't make the Super Bowl, Absolutely. so that would suck. Right. But if he didn't have the playoff run that he had, I think he might have been signed already because he was he was elite in the playoffs. Oh yeah, I mean from from the play where he knocked the ball out the last second against uh, Vegas, um, Hunter Renfro, yeah. he has he has. He earned it there, and, and I want him to get paid. I want him to stay in Cincinnati for the next five years. But I'm just wondering, if he doesn't have that playoff run, I think a deal might be done by now because he, he wasn't be right. playing up to – he wasn't playing like he did the year before, and that's not even a knock on him because he played – in 2020, he played at such a crazy elite level. I was thinking, like, he can't match that every year anyway. Yeah, well, in 2020, it should have been a, a Pro Bowl or an All-Pro at least. I mean, that was ridiculous that he didn't get that. Uh, let me get yeah. this uh, – uh, 499 super chat for Dustin Cross Croft. Appreciate it, man. Over the last 10 years, I don't believe any of the Super Bowl champions had a mega quarterback contract. Think there is some holes in the strategy. <laughs> Cough Browns. <laughs> um, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm trying to when he said, I'm like, because Russell Wilson got his sign, he hasn't won. Patrick Mahomes signed his, he hasn't won any. Brady was always taking cheaper deals. He's always taking cheaper deals. Yeah, I, Manning, Peyton Manning, maybe. But did Peyton was Peyton Manning ever the? Was he ever the he, highest? Did he ever break? I don't the think bank? he was. Yeah, no. I, don't, I mean, I don't think he, he. I don't. I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he ever broke the bank. He he got good money, but it wasn't right. you know it was absorbent. You know, I mean, Eli never got that much money. I mean, that, yeah, that's that's a that's still freaking millionaires, <laughs> but you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, relatively that's speaking. Point. Right. That is a good point. And that, that's one of the things that does happen because they pay so much money to these quarterbacks. They can't keep everybody. I mean, right. look, look at Seattle. I mean, Seattle had a great defense. They had a, a great defense. They signed Russell Wilson and they couldn't afford to keep any of them. And, and that's what's happening to Kansas City. Now, I think Kansas City was smart in trading Tyreek for getting as many. They got like 12 picks, I think, in this, in this draft. Yeah, but you cannot replace Tyreek Hill's speed, man. You can't teach a guy to be that fast. No, you can't. But if you you can get guys close enough that you can get a, you you can get two or three guys who could do the same thing or close to it, maybe not as fast. That you can you you can replace it as far. You're not going to replace Tyreek Hill, but you can almost replace the production with other players. You know, and you can still get but those it, two. Yeah, and and I'll give the Chiefs credit because if you're that far apart on a deal and you don't think it's going to happen, then get what you can. Right? It's you know yeah. trade that out. Right, and one well, thing is, like I was going to say is is with Miami is. I think Miami and Jacksonville are, are, are doing this. They're spending a ton of money on a couple of players. And I, and I, and I think that's where I say, I think the Bengals broke the AFC and broke the, the broke the NFL because of what they did last year 
with not having a very good offense line and, you know, uh, quote, unquote, unproven players and all this. But the thing is what people don't re- realize is we had we had talent. It was a talented team everywhere pretty much except the offense line, which I don't want to say it's not talented. It just worked that the offense line just wasn't that good. And these teams, I think, are trying to spend a whole bunch of money on a player here, a player there, a player there, and they think they're going to go. I'm like, but there's more to it than that. That's where I'm, I'm, I don't completely understand, like, the commanders or commandos, whatever the hell you call them. They wouldn't spend all that money on, on Shreve, but they don't have anybody else, you know? Well, what the like, Bengals did – I'm sorry, man. I don't. I do not mean to cut you off. I feel no, so good. I'm, I'm just that. rambling. Go for it. <laughs> the, what I, the I Bengals did was – show the league what you can do in one off season because it wasn't, you know, the, the Jamar chase pick, the, the Bengals offense the year before, before Burrow went down, it was started to, you know, hit its groove. It was, it, it was a, it was a nice sports car. Right. And then Jamar chase shows up. He's the supercharger. And then the best free agency signing from last free agency was Trey Hendrickson. Absolutely. Any anybody in the league, I'm talking not just the best on the Bengals, best in the league was Trey yep. Hendrickson. Um, they go get Hilton, they go get Cheeto. You know, they 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 do these things. The offensive line obviously didn't pan out the way that they'd hoped to, but they did all of that and they were projected to go five and twelve and they went to the Super Bowl. So I think a lot of teams are trying to pounce on that, but it can't be given I think Christian Kirk got eighty four million dollars in Jacksonville or something like that. Like you can't do that. Right. It's some of the stuff, some of the numbers some of these guys are getting is ridiculous. And the thing is, what they all, what we have that not all these teams have is we have Jackpot Joey Burrow, and he's, you ever said this on this podcast, he's different, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. The man, the man got sacked nine times in Tennessee. He literally got nine, sacked nine times. They only counted seven of them, only counted. But he got sacked nine freaking times, and we came back and won. Name me another quarterback that could do that. And that's where I'm like, He's just freaking different. There's something about this dude. It's between his ears. Yeah, that not everybody has, and you're just not going. To. You're you either got it or you don't. And Joe Burrow has got it. And and these other teams that are trying to do that with these other quarterbacks, like like Miami. Okay, they're spending all this money on Tyreek Hill and Armstead. They don't know what they have in Tua. That's where they screwed themselves. I think the last years of not finding out what the if Tua was the guy or not. This is year three. Yeah, by year three, you should know if Tua was the guy or not. If you don't, what the hell have you been doing the last two years? And now they're spending this money. I mean, it's supposed to get the fan base back. Hey, we're trying to win, yada, yada, yada. But if two ain't the guy, it doesn't matter. If you don't have that quarterback in this league, it doesn't freaking matter. You know, that's it's the big biggest chip in, in the whole league to have the quarterback. And that's why they get paid the most money, man, because it's the most important position in football. Exactly. And, and the thing is, but the thing is, too, is you can't, that's where you have to kind of balance it. That's why we're. I know somebody said in the chat that um, uh, 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 Brady took less money because his wife made so much money, which is true. I mean, she made more money than he did, no matter what he did. She, yeah, she's an international supermodel, <laughs> right? So that kind that kind of helped out a little bit there too. But I mean, that's the thing, and that's where we're all hoping that Joe Burrow will take less money. And we're taking we're talking about less money. He's still gonna be a freaking millionaire. I mean, he's got money that you know he's smart with. It. His grandkids are gonna gonna have money still. So I mean, it's not oh, like yeah. he's gonna go to poorhouse. But that's where it's kind of like, if you want to win championships, you kind of do have to take the Tom Brady or or the Peyton Manning. Because I don't, like I said, I really don't think Peyton Manning got that was ever. He, he might have been the highest paid, but it wasn't for very long, and I don't think he ever broke the bank. I, I just don't remember that happening. But those, that's how you build championships. You're, you're able to keep the pieces around you because yes, the quarterback is the biggest piece. But if you don't have the rest, at least some of it, you don't have to have all of it. You don't have some of it around you. You're not going to go anywhere. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, my Brady point, you know, he made no name dudes, thousand yard receivers, and that's all well and good. We don't know that Joe Burrow can be that. He shows a lot of Tom Brady similarities, but I'm not ready to call him the next Tom Brady. So you have to you have to keep the cupboard stock. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's where to me and I, I, I'll put this question out to you. And I asked uh, asked this. Actually, I haven't I might make this a, a, a poll question, but I have a question. If it came down to. Uh, you had a choice of either T. Higgins or Jamar Chase, and you can only keep one of them. I think I know the answer. Which one are you keeping? Oh man, you're like that's like making me pick my favorite parent. Um, I know it sucks. It's got to be. It's got to be Chase. Chase I, has got to be the one you keep. It's got to be Chase just because of the connection they had. Not that Burrow and Higgins don't have that. And God, God willing, I hope they don't have it. It doesn't come down to that. But eventually it could. I mean, I, there's 
a very slim chance that all three of them are will stay Bengals their whole entire career as pretty, I think, slim to none, to be honest. Because I just don't see the Bengals be able to keep paying two because they're both going to be number one wide receivers. You know, they're going to, both going to get big money, T. Higgins and and Chase. So that's where I'm like, I don't know if they can keep both of them. Chase to me is, I just Chase is the one you have to keep because people are you know people are saying well there's going to be tape on Jamar Chase that's all well and good I watched Jamar T- Chase just run past Jalen Ramsey in a straight line just take off I love Higgins I love Higgins route running I think Higgins is going to have a better year this year with the improved offensive line there's all this talk about what it's going to do for Burrow what it's going to do for Mixon those deep long developing routes that Higgins is so good at Burrow's going to have time to get the ball to him on those now um, so. I've, obviously, you cash in while you have them both. If you have to pick, I, it's still it's got to be Chase. He's just he's yeah. broken too many games open. He can take a three yard slant, sixty five yards. You can mm-hmm. throw him that little that little bubble screen where he just makes that first guy miss, like he did on Fulton in the Titans game, and just take off fifty yards downfield. If I had to, I would cry, but yeah. I would I would pick Chase. I'm with you on. I, I love T. It's nothing against him, but if you have to. That, I'm with you. It has to be Chase. And which bringing that up to Jalen Ramsey. Did you see Jalen Ramsey tweeted out his top five and the two guys who smoked him in the Super Bowl? Both of them smoked him. T. Higgins and well, Jamar Chase were not in the top five, but his two teammates were. He edited it though. He oh, he, um, he edited oh, okay. He came out again and said, Well, I gotta put in there was a few other guys, and Jamar Chase was on there. He's like, I just can't name them all. But yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of talk about Jamar Chase not being in his top five after he, you know. Oh, he, put he, it on him in the Super Bowl. He, he smoked him in the, in the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean what, like I, which I hate bringing this up, but the last play of the game, he was open. <laughs> oh, my God, don't. Oh. <laughs> I know. I hate bringing that up, but, I mean, God, he was – anyway. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. But, yeah. man, I that still clip of that play just is burnt into my brain. Ramsey on the ground, Chase wide open, and Burrow just needing another second, man, just one more second to launch that thing. It's not even that Oh. Bad. My son did a did a film breakdown on it. It's on the channel too. If you guys ever want to go and check it out, CJ was open too. Because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look where where Burrow is first looking, he's looking at CJ. And and if you zero in on what CJ did and where he ran, it was open. They both were freaking open. It's like, oh, Piran could have dove for the damn ball. By the way, God. Ah. Anyway, (laughs) I'd rather see him. I'd rather see him lay out on the turf and not make the catch. Because I from the way I saw it, it looked like there was a shot. It looked like it, but I don't. Know. Mixon should have been in the game anyway. But I could, if yeah. we start talking about that, we're going to be here till nine o'clock. <laughs> yes, we will. So, all right, let's get to. We we touched on a little bit the offensive line and what the Bengals have done, and I, I have to tell you, Drew, I, it has made me the happiest Bengal fan ever that that they have completely fixed the line. I mean, it's fixed. I mean, I, you know, yeah, we got we're gonna have Jackson Carmen at uh, left guard. Fine. That's the only one you're slightly worried about, which I think Jags Carmen is going to make a jump this year. I, I am, I don't want to say shocked because I kept saying they need three. I kept saying we need a center, we need a guard, and we got to have a right. Th- I kept saying they, they got to get three. I said, I don't know if they're going to or not, but they really need to get three. And they did. So are you, are you shocked or, or, or pleasantly surprised of, of how much they fixed it? I mean, they just, they fixed it. Well, so before free agency opened, um, I, I did a couple shows with people and, you know, I'm, on Twitter all day, assaulting your timeline. Um, I said they did what I wanted them to do. I said, go get me proven vets. Don't tell me you're going to draft a guy and develop him because no, no, no knock on anybody, but it just hasn't worked out in the last handful of years. And it takes too much I, time. Yeah. And it, and it takes time. You have a small window right now. Let's go. And I expected them to get one or two. I, I expected them to sign and pay for one or two. Um, and, you know, at the start of free agency, Alex Capo instantly um, the signed. First one Ab Schefter tweeted out, which I was shocked. I'm like, how cool was that? It's amazing too because the negotiating window opened at noon, <laughs> and that tweet came out at 12:02. They 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 knocked that deal out fast. <laughs> exactly. That's weird. Um, yeah, completely. Definitely not pampering. No. Um, and then so with Kappa, I'm like, okay, that's he was one of the higher guards on my list. Um, I. I wrote a breakdown up of actually comparing him to Brandon Scherf from Washington. Um, I liked Kappa more just because he was younger. He stayed on the field more, and they graded out very similarly. In some areas, Kappa was better. Um, so I was thrilled with that. Karras, um, I had to do a little bit more research on him, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, um, I didn't know a ton about him. Near to um, same thing with you. 
I, had to do I got that. a I got a buddy that's a big Patriots fan, and I just sent him a message. I was like, "Hey, dude, should I be happy?" He was like, "Absolutely." I was like, "All right, cool. I trust your word." <laughs> um, I banged the table for Collins from the moment I found out Dallas was moving on. I wanted him over Armstead um, mainly because of positional fit. Right. I don't think you were going to pay Armstead that much money and put him at right tackle. And I think moving Jonah from left tackle to right tackle after he finally had a full season to settle in was going to create more uncertainty and more movement on the line than you had to. Right. So I was banging the table for Collins. Um, I, that That's my favorite one. He's a, he's a monster. I know he's had some injury concerns, um, but I had to get Lyle Collins. I, I was actually in Cincinnati. I went to Morton's uh, the night before he signed. And there was all these rumors, you know, somebody that I trust who has connections to his agent actually told me that Collins failed a physical. Um, so I, you know, tweeted out, Hey, somebody told me this, don't know if it's true or not. That kind of people were mad at me. There was rumors that he left or was he at the mall or all this stuff going on. I'm like, man, I'm in Cincinnati right now at a fairly nice restaurant. It's probably the nicest restaurant I've ever been to. I said, if Lyle Collins walks in here, I'm sitting down at his table until I'm removed and we're going to hash this thing out. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Sunday, I'm back here in Dayton, you know, and the tweet comes out, and I that was the most excited I was through all of free agency. I think that he is going to be 100%. He is a top five right tackle in the NFL, Absolutely. and we got and that's that was the most exciting thing is because the Bengals knew they went they knew what they had to do. They got him in the building. They did not let him leave without a deal, regardless of what people said on Twitter. Did he leave? Did he not? Did he fail a physical? Did he not? He stayed until Sunday when he signed. Joe Burrow closed the deal at his house with uh, crackers and cupcakes. Yep. Because <laughs> everybody had already ate dinner. Um, they, they did what they had to do. Joe Burrow, again, the closer, just like he did with Riley Reef last year. I cannot commend the organization enough for knowing their biggest weakness, recognizing that their draft picks to fix it haven't been working out, and going out and getting proven talent. I cannot commend them enough. And I've been known to be somewhat of a negative uh, person, but I, no, I have nothing not but you, great Drew, things never. to say. <laughs> hey, man. Prisoner of the moment, man. Prisoner of the moment. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I was on vacation that week. I was down in Florida and I'm freaking out. And I'm I, like that whole week before when it first came out that they might uh, trade for him. I'm like, trade for him. Tra go, yeah. Give him 31. Give, give him 31 in the second rapid. Give him whatever the hell he want. You know, I did not because I was worried that if he got the free agency, that his price is going to go up and the Bengals weren't going to pay it. That, that was my biggest concern. That's but, exactly what I thought. Yeah. But to Lel's uh, credit, he wanted to be here. You know, he, he he's come out afterwards and said, this is the perfect fit for him. This is where he wanted to go. He likes Frank Pollock or loves Frank Pollock. And he, he wants to come here and win championships. And for him, he's made his money. He doesn't, he, he's, he's, he like, you know, he wants to get paid obviously, but it's more about winning championships than making as much money as you, as you can. So it was a two-way street. He wanted to be here, and the Bengals did everything they could to keep him here, which, and like I said, I'm in Florida. I'm going nuts, and, and um, uh, people are tweeting out that he left. I'm like, oh, crap. And then, what, a John from Kenwood. Nope, he's right here. <laughs> he Man, what a what a day for that guy. Oh, I know. He, he just he became a superstar right, right, right like, there. And I'm like, he holy saved, crap. He's, he's he saved everybody's ball. mental state. <laughs> and my wife goes, boys, we're on vacation. My wife's going, what are you talking about? I said, well. Who's the hell? I said the, the guy I want the Bengals to sign. He's in, he's still he's a killer mall. She goes, what does that have to do with anything? I said nothing. I'm just happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so, and yeah, then, like, he didn't leave. I'm like, I'm like all right, cool. And then the fire came out Sunday. Like Saturday, you didn't hear anything. It's like okay, is he signing? He's still there. What's going on? All of a sudden, Sunday came out and he signed it. I'm like, I'm like holy crap! I said our offense line is fixed. I said I cannot believe it. I, I just kept looking at my wife and my my in laws. I'm like, they fixed it. I'm like, it is yeah. freaking fixed. It's not slightly fixed. It's not temporary fixed. It's fixed. <laughs> it's fixed as you can get it. So I was, ec I was ecstatic. I was sitting on the, uh, I was sitting on the floor with my daughter. I got a nine month old daughter and we're playing around and, you know, and my girlfriend's sitting here on the couch. We're watching TV, whatever, just hanging out. And yeah, my phone goes off and it's, I think it was Garofolo that I saw first. And I just jumped up. I was like, we got him. We got him. Yeah. She's like, what? What? I was like, we've, we got him. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I had to explain it to her, but yeah, I was yeah. that one. I, when they signed Kappa, I was like, hell yeah. When they signed Karis, I was like, uh, let me ask my buddy Austin. Right. He was like, yeah, be happy. I'm like, all right, hell yeah. But when they signed Collins, I was over yeah. the moon. 
Yeah, me too, dude. Me, me too. Now that brings you to the, the other question I, that I, I bring up here a lot is is a uh, Linenbaum. I, I probably said his name wrong. The, I, the center from Iowa. You know, he's got short arms now, and he he might drop. I don't know if he's gonna drop to thirty one or not. But if he drops thirty one, are you taking him or are you taking a cornerback? I personally don't think that Linderbaum drops to thirty one. Um, but if he does, I take him and I put Ted Karras at left guard and I tell Jackson Carmen, go beat somebody out. Um, I, I get, I get labeled as a Jackson Carmen hater too. And I'm not man. Um, Jackson Carmen actually started playing football in a peewee organization that the league that, that I coached in, I, I didn't know him or anything, but there's right. a cool connection there. I'm not a Jackson Carmen hater. I just said a lot of times throughout the year when the offensive line wasn't holding up and Burroughs getting the hell beat out of them, I would just tweet out a simple, your second round offensive lineman can't help here. Um, so if, if Linderbaum's there, put Karras at left guard, put Linderbaum at center, and let's run this thing because I think there you have three to four years of a very, very solid line that I think is going to flirt with at least the top ten in the league, maybe better, depending on how it all gels. Um, so I'm not passing on him for a corner if he's there, but I just don't see that. I just don't see him being there. I, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be there or not because I've had people – like I said, I got, got in a conversation with somebody because on my YouTube channel you, we, you could comment on different things after the show. And somebody's comment saying that, you know, that's that's a dumb take. You, you know, Ted Karras came here to be center. Ted Karras came here to play football. Ted Karras will play left, right, center. It doesn't matter to him. He's he's said it. He goes, because he said it on the Dave Lapham podcast. He goes, because Dave Lapham asked him, that's in the trenches with Dave Lapham. He asked him, he goes, what's your favorite position to play? And he said, well, it's center. He goes, well, that's because that's what I'm playing right now. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that, to me, that's that that, that means – I'll play wherever the hell you want. You know, it doesn't matter to him. He, he just wants to come here. And he said it, oh, and I love what he said. He's like, I just want to come here and be part of a team and the camaraderie and, and pulling on the rope the same direction all to try to win a championship. That's what he's here for to do. So if, if Leinenbong is there and the, and the Bengals taken, Karras is going to guard. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I would be completely fine with it because I, I wanted him to sign J.C. Treader to play center and put Karras at guard anyway. Right, exactly. I, I was with you on that too. So, I, but I, if he's there, I, I honestly don't think any of these defense linemen or offense linemen are going to be there at thirty-one. That the Bengals, I, that's where I really think. Yeah, it's I don't either. Be, I think it's going to be a cornerback or you know, or DB, which same thing basically, or or they trade back. So that's kind of where I think they're at on on the draft. Now, what do you think? Now, my 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 thumbnail for this whole thing if, uh, on the on the uh, channel is uh, you know, Will Smith slapped. Chris Rock and I got the uh, well. You made it actually. I take that back. You made you made the meme. I just found this out before the show. You yeah. made the meme of Joe Burrow slapping Carson Palmer of of oh uh, you know now they they wouldn't protect him yada yada yada. And my thing is, and I, I kind of rolled it into this. And my my statement was, do you think the Bengals are going to slap the AFC now? Which I think they are. I think they're going to put it on them because I know we got all these quarterbacks here and everything. It, now preface this: the Bengals have got to stay healthy. But they did, course. they did last year with a crappy offensive line. Like you said, we got a top ten. We got a top ten offensive line right now. It could be a top five as, as the season goes on. I don't know. You have that with Joe Burrow and this offense, dude. I, I, we might put forty on people every game consistently. I watched a, I think it was around twenty minute video right before I came on the show um, of just highlights, just just highlights from the twenty twenty one season, mm-hmm. and. I, I tweeted it out because I started thinking about it. I was like, I remember at this point in this game, I had already told myself it was over and we lost <laughs> against the chiefs against, yeah. you know, um, against Tennessee. You know, I, I, like I said, I, I am guilty of being a prisoner in the moment at times, right. but well, it's, it's Bengals PTSD. Cause it really is. Cause it's happened so many times to us. Good. Yeah. I'm 30 years old, man. I just saw our first playoff win. <laughs> um, but so I'm watching that video. I'm like, all right. Like I, I realized my mind has changed. As long as number nine's on under center, we're in it. So right. how can I, when his line has improved drastically, how can I go into next season and think we can't beat anybody? I don't give a shit. I, or I don't know if I can say that word on here. I don't care about Herbert. Right. I don't care about Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Lamar Jackson. I don't care about Deshaun Watts. I don't care about any of them. As long as I got number nine and the way that I say it, is referencing firearms. I always say, I don't care. I got a nine on me. 
Right. That's exactly. the that's the way I look at it. I'm going into next year. We're gonna we can beat anybody, and even if we're down 21 points, we're not out of it as long as number nine's under center. So I think that they could definitely smack the entire AFC next year. Um, I'm not gonna call any shots and say that they're gonna, you know, go to the Super Bowl again and win it or anything right now. There's still a lot to play out, but if if the Bengals remain healthy, if if the key guys in the line remain healthy, Joe Burrow will can and will beat anybody. And all these people that I see on Twitter every day down in Joe Burrow and all this anti Joe Burrow stuff, I just want you to know you cannot get your soul back. He already took it. <laughs> exactly, good point. Well, I, and I like to point out to people. I said he went in to Tennessee into N- Nissan Stadium, got sacked seven times, still beat you. He went into Kansas City in overtime where the week before Buffalo couldn't beat the great Patrick Mahomes and beat him. We could do that with that offensive line. He can do that with anything. And absolutely, he's got a top 10 offensive line. So, again, if we stay healthy, which that's my biggest concern because the chances of us staying as healthy as we were last year, I don't, it, you know, it's not. Not that good because you just odd. Uh, it's football. You're going to get injured. So that's the yeah, one. A lot of balls our way last year when it comes yeah. to injuries and, and COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, Cleveland was decimated with COVID. Baltimore started getting hurt in the in training camp, and then they had COVID. So a lot of the things fell in our favor, and that doesn't happen in the NFL a lot. Yeah, exactly. So that that's that's where I, you have to preface it. But if if it's it's my guys versus your guys, and everybody's healthy, I'm taking my Bengals against anybody. Because I just I've seen it, and I, and I'm not that's not cocky, that's confidence. It's just it, it's already been proven. Yeah, I watched it happen. Yeah, it's like last year everybody kept calling me crazy, you know, because I said eleven and six, and they're like, why do you think they're, they're going to go eleven and six? I said because in all these games we had the better quarterback, and that's yep. why I kept saying that you have the better quarterback. And the Bengals fans, we've never had a quarterback like this. <laughs> we just haven't. I said when you have that guy, it changes everything. And you had that guy now that has time to throw the ball, and you still got to basically everybody's coming back from this team. Hopefully, they they sign Trey Flowers. I'm still waiting on them to sign him. That's one I want back too. Yeah, yeah I want he, Trey Flowers he, back. He's the one that covers tight ends for us, so that's the one I'm hoping we still get back. Um, we have basically everybody minus CJ Uzama, but we have I think actually a better offensive tight end <laughs> than we had before in Hayden Hurst. So in that aspect, we upgraded. We kind of downgraded as far as blocking, but that's what we got your sample for. When we have all this, dude, I'm not scared. And and what makes me think that the Bengals are already in people's head when Hardball comes out for no prompting from anybody says that we're not scared of anybody. To me, if you're going out and you're putting that out there that you're not scared, that means you are scared. That means you're already thinking about something. You know, why are you saying it? Why you you better be scared that your quarterback won't pick up the phone when you're trying to call contract. <laughs> Don't worry about us, dude. Hey, before you before you come poking around, you know, in our dirt or whatever, you better make sure you sweep your house up. <laughs> exactly. And that's the other thing is, is where uh, the Baltimore Ravens, the thing is with the, uh, excuse me, I custom on show, the Ratbirds, I think the Bengals have kind of figured them out. I mean, the thing is, that's where Trey Flowers, I think, is so big when it comes to, to, to Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah, absolutely. You got to you got to keep him in the pocket. If you keep him in the pocket and make him throw, you're going to beat him. I mean, he, he's going to get you. He can throw it, but he's not as accurate as Joe Burrow. And when you have the perfectly placed football, where Joe Burrow throws it, where the only person he's going to get it is his guy or nobody, and Joe Burrow can do that 99.9 percent of the time, and Lamar Jackson can't, we're going to beat you. And if we can keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket and make him throw. I think we're going to beat him. So that's another reason why I'm not scared of Lamar Jackson. They, the Bengals started the blueprint on him last year. And I, I know people get mad when you say blueprint, but if you watch back that first game when Lamar was healthy, the Bengals put him in a box. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're, they're not, they're not rushing eight or anything like that, but he was in a box. There's, there's DNs, there's linebackers, they're crashing. He's in a box. They're making him go inside where he's not going to excel. And then Miami kind of compounded it on that Thursday night game and they, they sent more and they kept him flush. So, I mean, yeah, but okay, Harbaugh, whatever. He got a contract extension today. That's cool, but don't remember what happened when Wink Martindale started chirping about Joe Burrow. He put that record on your head. Yep, exactly, exactly. All right, Drew, we've been on for about an hour. I appreciate you coming on. Tell everybody about your articles. Tell about your your podcast you, you got going on or anything else you got coming up you want to plug here for me. Yeah, man. Actually, I do a couple podcasts. I do uh, I do the Battle of Ohio that I talked about earlier with my buddy. He's a big uh, Browns fan. We have a lot of fun with that. That's uh, 
a little bit more uh, raw and vulgar, I guess I'll say. Um, I also do the three-point stance with Sean Smith. He actually played for the Bengals for a while. He played in the league for 10 years. We do uh, a weekly show. Uh, both of the shows are on the Believe Podcast Network. We've signed both of them to that. Um, so we do those, um, and then most of the time I'm just firing away whatever comes up into my brain on Twitter. And then, um, yeah, Cincy Jungle, man, we're we're trying to stay on top of everything. We've got a great team there. Um, yeah, I'm, I still just consider myself lucky to be a part of that. So I'm, I'm still kind of the new guy, but I, uh, I'm, I'm having a blast with it, man. So that's, that's pretty much what I do. I, you know, hang out with my family, take care of my kid, talk about the Bengals and think about talking about the Bengals. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty, pretty good life to me, man. Well, we not bad. Have, have to do this again. I'll try to get you on sooner than, like I said, I think it was about a year ago. So it's, it's a little yeah, that was partly my fault though. I, I got real busy there for a while. No, no, I, I understand. I'm like, hey, trust me. I, I bug the crap out of people to, to try to get them to come on my show. <laughs> That's, I, I, sometimes I feel like I, I'm trying not to annoy you, but I, I do it every day. I'm like, I, I, you know, I can sit and talk to myself sometimes, but not everybody's going to watch me. <laughs> so anyway, Drew, appreciate you coming on, brother. Like I said, we have to do it again in uh, who day. Yes, sir. Who day? All right, guys, go check out Drew and all the guys at Cincy Jungle and the two podcasts that he is on. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow. And, uh, yeah, I have to get him on again. It was fun talking to him. And, yeah, um, Terry, yes, I agree with you. We need to get Trey Flowers to come back. So, yes, or I'll, I'll put it up there real quick so everybody sees what I'm talking about. But, yes, Trey Flowers is a must for me to get back. Anyway, you guys are having fun in the chat discussing things all by yourself, which is fine. That is absolutely Fine, because you guys have your own conversation. I can have mine, and we all can have one big fam- one big family conversation here. Anyway, let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. As always, I appreciate every single one of them. They are Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, Bearcat Country, Bearcat Ruck is the Ohio State Bucknuts. And you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All of them on our Sports Strawberry Ice. Uh, Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I like to pub- publicly apologize to Lindsey Patterson uh, for uh, it's not, was not me. <laughs> it was not me. There was a fake account of me. Again, was not me. That was trolling her and a couple other uh, ladies out there. So I, I know I didn't do it, but my name was on it and my picture was on it, but it was not me. I got the account shut down. So uh, I publicly apologize. To anybody that that account had offended or anything like that. So just want to get that out there. I'll be putting the pulling the sound off later on tonight, put it on the podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. It's on Beanpod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Let's try to get it to a thousand downloads. Let's try to get to a thousand views on the show with me and Drew. Let's try to get me to two thousand subscribers. Because right now I'm at 1,535 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys trying to get to 2,000 by the time the season rolls around. Other than that, you guys have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow. That's just sports, baby. See ya!
Cincinnati, we gon' rise and up.